Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for the podcaster patrons who I, you know, I, I still have to listen to like who loves pop music, but I won't share what pop music I love right now. Because uh, I don't want to levi- I don't want you to be levitating out of bed. Uh, but, but, but sometimes when a song hooks me, it stays with me. But by the time you hear this, you'll say, "Scoots, w- w- wasn't it w- like?" Uh, and it's yeah. Before that, it was watermelon sugar, uh, and it, not long from now, it'll be some pop song from 2017. I'll be singing because it's time for sleep with me. Podcast to put you to sleep. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest, or all you could do. It's optional. And it's also optional. Listening to me is optional. Understanding me, definitely. I don't know. It's it's optional. But uh, I was trying to think of another word for it. Because you say, well, it's not quite ac- a- a- optional and something. Um, but, but what I propose to do is I'm going to send my voice. Uh, oh, no. Uh, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. Whether that's thoughts. You think if I've, I've done this thousands, a thousand times, uh, but thoughts, of, so things on your mind uh, that you're thinking about, past, present, or future. Thoughts of feelings. It could be th- anything you're experiencing emotionally. So thoughts of feelings of physical sensa- sensations, uh, Send change. I was going to say send changes, which that could be another one. Send 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 change like uh, sensations and changes, or changes caused by sensations, or sensations caused by changes. Uh, be, like uh, whatever, like but then or also could be changes in schedule. These could be sensations caused by changes too, like just schedule routine. Outdoor, no, you know, you see, I got that buzzing out there. It's got a sensation going inside me now. And you say, when did that buzzing start? Well, Earl, it's been going as long as I can remember. He said, well, I just noticed it. Uh, what is it? And he said, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a gentle buzzing. Oh, I feel like I was hearing a whirring. And you say, okay, are you back asleep again? Oh, okay, she is. I better get back to the sleep podcast. Okay, so whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to smooth this safe place. I'm going to pat it. I'm going to rub it down. I guess you could picture me, and this is, again, another dated reference because I record the shows ahead of time. Uh, You know, like that popular tag team commercial. Uh, with uh, the scoop, the scoop, the scooping, and you could picture me dancing in in a comfortable, uh, joyous way, like in that TV commercial, or not. You, you could just say, "Well, no." Hopefully, you feel like I'm in a like a like you say. Well, there's a lot of different kinds of joy, Scoots, and I say, "Yeah, I'm like a like a like a I'm like a deflated balloon that was at a great birthday party." Here's an analogy I've never made for the podcast before, but it's pretty apt because you say, you say, okay, Scoots, give me accurate, brand new, made up analogy about the podcast. And I say, well, I just did. You want me to do that? Can I? Can I? Can I go back to that one? Oh yeah, no, I thought you were. Sorry, I'm late. I was late. Sorry, I was your. I'm your setup person, Scoots. Thanks. Yeah, you know when it, the, the, the a lot of people don't know this, but birthday birthday balloons and balloons in general, they do have some sentience. Occasion the occasionally the sentient balloon. I mean, we've all seen that one thing. At least in the eighties, they made us watch it. I don't even remember. 
you know, there's like all those songs about red balloons in English and other languages. But then there was a movie we used to watch every year in school, or at least it felt like it, it like, uh, with a boy in a red balloon. But I'm talking, I feel like that movie does, like, like at least I don't have joy associated with it. And that might be my own issue. And, I mean, those issues, I've had a few. Uh, but this is, I'm talking about balloons, sentient balloons from birthday parties, particularly joyous children's birthday parties. Those are joyous balloons. Uh, also, come on down to joyous balloons. Our balloons cost four times as much because they're filled with joy. Uh, joyous balloons. You can find us at joyous balloons. Uh, dot whatever website. I wish I purchased it before I brought this up. Uh, joyous balloons. Our balloons are full of joy. Uh, balloons are not actually full. Of, they are. There's no way to disprove our statement that they're full of joy. All balloons are uh, have one breath of a person who's laugh from a joyous person, and then the rest are helium. Uh, joyous balloons, balloons full of joy, joyous balloons. Uh, but, uh, so you say if that existed and you said, okay, doesn't seem like some scooch just made up at the beginning of a sleep podcast when he was supposed to be describing the sleep podcast and getting to the point, And then he didn't, uh, you'd I'd say, well, this, you know, those balloons are there for the party and post party. And maybe some of them fly off to the big balloon place in the sky where they get to dissipate their joy into the atmosphere for everyone to enjoy. And oh, also, our balloons are biodegradable, joyous balloons. They're joy for everyone. Don't tell the kids this, because when they say biodegradable, we mean edible for our forest friends, not for human consumption. Joyous balloons. Please don't consume our balloons. They're for joy. And balloon, balloon, they're only for looking at, or maybe tying around a wrist. Uh, but uh, after the balloon deflates, uh, that's what this podcast is like. It's got a little bit of joy left in it, but mostly. <laughs> so hopefully, there's a little joy in this podcast. That was took me eight minutes or something to say that. Okay, but I'm gonna send my voice across the deep dark night, deep dark night, lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, and pointless meanders and superfluous tangents, all of which you just witnessed, to keep you company while you fall asleep. This is a podcast. If you're new, I'm glad you're here, and I really hope we can help. This is a podcast you don't really listen to; you just kind of barely pay attention, like when you're looking at a balloon. You say, oh, "Okay, interesting." Anyway, next. Uh, you say, are you the, 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 the monarch who likes viewing balloons? Uh, say, oh, that was my favorite children's book. I guess we know what tonight's episode's going to be about. So I won't go on any more tangents about that. Uh, but so this is a podcast you just barely pay attention to. It's more background noise or to keep you company. It also doesn't put you to sleep. It's here to be here while you fall asleep. Uh, that's why the show, uh, show episodes are over an hour, to give you plenty of time to drift off. Uh, so that, yeah, that, that uh, you, you can fall asleep like whenever you want. Uh, so it's a podcast. It's a little bit different. It's a podcast you don't really listen to. It doesn't really put you to sleep. It sound it has creaky dulcet tones and pointless meanders. And structurally, it's also very different. Show starts off with a greeting: "Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls." So you feel welcome and seen. That's probably the most important part of the podcast, to be honest with you, because that's what it is about a safe place. I'm here for you to keep you company. So then there's uh, listener support and show support. So the podcast can be here twice a week on the regular for free. Then after that is the intro. The intro is around, right now I'm shooting for 10 to 12 minutes for the intro part, just as an experiment. Uh, and the intro is a show within a show that eases you into bedtime. It kind of explains what the podcast is to new listeners, kind of gives an example that gives you a little bit of chance to wind down before we get to the bedtime story that's here to put you to sleep. Now, some listeners fall asleep right away. Some listeners, like 3% of listeners, skip the intro. 
but most listeners use it as a way to have some distance and to get into their bedtime mode. This is part of your bedtime routine or your wind-down routine. So you could be doing something else or getting ready for bed or in bed getting comfortable, slowly drifting off. That's the idea of this sleep with me is that you're slowly drifting off. If you fall asleep fast, all the better. So there's an intro, and yeah, I say, well, you're explaining everything for like 18 minutes, and it never makes any sense. And I say, exactly. One day you'll get so used to it, you won't even listen at all. You'll just fall, you'll, you'll say, was he talking about, bo- did he invent another business to go with Tube Town and uh, Tawson's, Tawson's Grocery Store? Scoot's almost, he has three three things. He could. He almost has his own, uh, one day he will have a, couldn't call it a theme park. But, uh, so that's the intro. Then there's business again. That's what keeps the show free for everybody. That's my favorite part because they say some people, they just want to listen for free. They don't want to have to sign up uh, and go through a certain co- company or another company. So, uh, I don't know. I like that. Then there'll be our story. It was going to be something, but obviously we're going to have to talk about this monarch and the balloons now. Because how could we turn our back on the joyous balloons? Plus business opportunity for me. Uh, imaginary one, at least. So that'll be a bedtime story. Usually around 50 minutes of bedtime story. That's five zero, And then some thank yous at the end. So all told, the episodes are over an hour. And the biggest thing is this podcast takes some getting used to. So most regular listeners, and that's like hundreds of, hundreds of thousands of people have told me, didn't like you at first. Took two or three tries to realize not to pay attention to you at all. And I said, you get me. I love it. Uh, it's like we've known each other for 100 years. And they say the first time listening, it felt like 100 years. Uh, and I say, yeah. So most listeners say, give it two or three tries because the show is very different. I make the show because you deserve a good night's sleep. And because I've been there tossing and turning. But I really believe if you get a good night's sleep, your world's going to be better. My world's going to be better. And I know how it feels on the other side, uh, like 4.30 this morning. I know how it feels. So if I can help, it's my honor. Uh, I really appreciate you coming by and checking out the show. I really work hard. I yearn and I strive. And I really hope I can help you uh, fall asleep. Uh, Thanks again for coming by. And here's a few ways I'm able to be here for you free twice a week. All right, everybody, this is Scoots here, and this is another famous tale that I heard one time and that, uh, you know, believe it or not, the, to the people, well, the beings that told me this were two pigeons. You know, once upon a time, I was uh, feeling a little bit uh, like taking a walk, and I took a walk, and I was sitting on a bench uh Across the street from a like a, one of those stores that like I think it was still a Kmart. It may have still been a Kmart back when this happened. And I was sitting there across the parking lot, looking at the Kmart, not at the doors of the Kmart or the windows. I was studying one of the carousel that was sat outside of Kmart. It was a carousel that could fit four children. Never thought about this before. What is the rules? Um, because only one person pays, and if you don't have four children, I guess it's an opportunity. Talk about an opportunity for small gestures of kindness and community that we probably missed out on. Maybe, maybe not, though, where you say, hey, does any, any other children around want to ride uh, this carousel? I'm about to put a quarter in. So the child I'm with it can I'm with can ride, but uh, it was like it was a mini carousel, four seats. I don't even know. I mean, it, it, technically, you had to call it a carousel. But what I was struck by was that this one was out of order, and so I was just kind of staring at it, and I, was, I wasn't I wasn't thinking of those things. I was thinking. Uh, that the top of it looked a bit like a crown, and I didn't know if that was intentional or not. And on this crown, on top of a carousel, were two uh, pigeons. Um, 
And they were just kind of sitting there. It looked like they were just chilling. And, and it kind of looked like they were having a conversation. So I decided to get a little closer and, uh, like, sit. There was a bench right there. I guess a bench where if you had your child on a carousel, the carousel, you could sit and enjoy them enjoying the carousel. And so I got there and I sat down and the pigeons, you know, they looked at me, but I didn't have any popcorn or anything, you know, I didn't have anything. So then they went back to their conversation and I guess they didn't realize I was listening in, but they were talking pretty loud in, 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 like I, I happened to just uh, like, uh, like uh, they were talking and which should have been, should be the most important part of the story. But at the time, I was more enthralled in the story they were telling. I mean, that could have been on the front page of the paper. Probably, I think I tried to call that, and it, you know, breaking news. Uh, local boy talks to pigeons in front of uh, Kmart's broken down carousel. And they said, wait a second, the, bro- the carousel at Kmart's broken down? What, how, you know, what am I going to do with all my quarters? I've been saying, I guess there's the horsey. Uh, and they say, oh, no, it was the boy. And I said, no, first of all, you got the head. Was that a clickbaity headline? Because I didn't say I was talking to the pigeons when I called in the hot tip number. Two pigeons were talking, telling us, st- talking to one another. I didn't talk to them. I was just listening. And, yeah, the carousel was out of order, but uh, that really wasn't the point. I was, uh, the point was that they were speaking in, in English. So that's why, I, but so that that could have happened, but instead I just listened to this tale. And the pigeon was telling the tale of the uh, the balloon monarch. And sometimes pigeons talk very fast, so I wasn't exactly said because I because I, I was listening and I couldn't say. Did you is the title the story of the balloon monarch or the monarch that loved balloons, or the monarch that was a balloon? So for a little while, I wasn't really listening because I was imagining a monarch, the monarch balloon. Like I said, wait a second. Oh, are you talking about a monarch, a butterfly that's a balloon? But then I was imagining, like, uh, some sort of uh, king and queen that were actual balloons, like, floating around and stuff. Uh, but so I, here's what I know. There were, once upon a time, some stuff happened, and then there was a farmhouse. Uh, and the farmhouse was pink, and it had, like, a thatched roof, a stone fireplace, uh uh, it was made from pink, pink, like deep pink, not hot pink, uh, like neon pink. Uh, no, I guess hot pink. Uh, I think, I think it was hot pink. I think, uh, like, like, like wood beams and then a lighter bubble cotton candy pink, uh, uh, stucco. And once upon a time, there was a couple that lived in the house, and they decided to go on a picnic. Uh, and they packed a picnic basket, or one of them packed it, because, uh, 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 they, you know, they, it was their idea. They said, would you like to go on a picnic? Uh, I've planned one for us. And the other person, the person said, well, it's a little warm. I'm not sure why, how far away. And they said, oh, it's going to be a special picnic. I have a jug of uh, our finest lemonade and, you know, a baguette and cheeses. You know, I have plenty. Of, I have uh, dessert even. So it's going to be so great. Uh, so let's go. And the person, so they had a picnic basket. The person also, uh, they wore a stocking cap during the day. And I don't know why a pigeon, like I said, why, like pigeons, they they get interested in some, and the, the other pigeon said a stock, like one from like a bedtime story. I said, yeah, like a sleeping cap, uh, like one that like has like, that's too long for the head and it goes down. With a, and it ends in a poof ball, 
And the other, you know, the pigeon telling the story said exactly like that. Uh, and they said, interesting, interesting, interesting. And so they said, okay, well, uh, like, uh, it, like uh, anyway, can you get back to the story? And they said, sure, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. Uh, and I said, well, why is it important? And I said, well, it's important, one, because it tells you a lot about one of these people. Uh, like, uh, they're, probably, they're probably pretty cool, or they could be pretty annoying. You know, it's hard to tell right now. But, uh, but so it, it also it's a part of the story, yeah. But it, it, it's, it's, it would help you relate or not relate to the character. So they just lived in a farmhouse, right? They were farmers, and this particular farmer, this old stocking cap, we'll call that person, and the the, the guest, uh, they, uh, you know, they were out. They said, like, the, the, the stocking cap, there, you know, there was stuff going on. You know, just not many people just go on a picnic. And, oh, oh you should know this about pigeon storytelling, is that most pigeons, uh, they do, their, because they're observing humans all day long, they're entertained, they, like they find humans endlessly entertaining and fascinating, maybe not in the most complimentary way. So, yeah, they do tell stories, like, about humans uh, to entertain one another, just because other pigeons, they're too competitive. Pigeons are very competitive, so they can't listen they, you you would this is not the kind of thing they teach in school. Pigeons can't suspend their disbelief about pigeon-based stories, and this is true for most competitive birds. You say, "Scoots, give me a list of the most competitive birds." They say, "I can't do that. It's I'm in the middle of a story. It can only go on. It can only go on this tangent about pigeons being competitive." Uh, this was a story. This was a, a famous study conducted within my imagination at the Institute of Pigeon Studies, uh, or maybe it was the Institute for Pigeon, Pigeon Fake, Fictional Pigeons or Pigeon Fiction. But, uh, or maybe it was a competition about how many times you could accidentally say pigeons. Uh, but they, they just, they're just very competitive. So if you start telling them a story about pigeons with pigeons in it, they place, it's hard for them to listen just kind of like um, it's confusing for me watching the latest three Star Wars movies, especially the first two, uh, because of, well, a couple different reasons. Uh, now I forget the character's name, of course, uh, but uh, he was BB-8's best friend, and he's like a, like a rogue and a very good, like the best pilot in the galaxy. Not Finn. I can't remember the character's name. Something like a smooth, smooth pilot or something. I think of it. Oh, I almost had it, but then Finn's name popped in my head. Now Finn, I kind of is a little bit more approachable in my opinion. Uh, but this character, I get jealous of. I say, wait a second. This, this. I mean, Finn and BB-8 are friends, very close friends. I can say, okay, I can deal with that. Uh, but this, the other character, oh, his name starts with Poe. Poe Dameron. I find myself competing with Poe Dameron. In my, you know, I say, well, I can't, I can't suspend my disbelief uh, because I have strong feelings about him. You know, based, you know, based in a, you know, vulnerable part of me. Where I say, wait a second, like, uh, how come Poe Dameron gets to hang out with BB-8? Uh, like, I, like, I want BB-8 to run up to me, like, and hug me, or, you know, not hug me, but be, I can't believe you're here, kind of thing. And I want to be the one to say all that stuff and do, you know, do this, you know, do like a barrel roll. So that's how it is for pigeons too. They just say, "What? Like uh, you lost me when you when the story had another pigeon in it." Like you, for example, one of the big famous books uh, is "Don't Let the Don't Let a, Is It Don't Let a Pigeon Drive the Bus or Don't Give a Pigeon Too Many Cookies." Either way, if you sit down with a group of pigeons and try to tell them that story. 
you you might not notice it unless you you have a pigeon sensitivity but they're going to start acting out because they they're going to stop listening and they're going to say drive like a truck those in australia will recognize this kind of as a tall poppy uh, it's it's very similar with pigeons it's different because they're just naturally competitive, but this is just when storytelling, they just can't, like, they actually learn to adapt, uh, which you'd say, wow, glad pigeons are so competitive, but they still want to consume fiction, narrative fiction. They just don't want to con- consume narrative, pigeon-based narrative fiction. Only cost $1.4 billion imaginary doll hairs uh, to get that study completed. And find that out. And then they sent me an abstract. I said, what is this? I want it and, you know, I want to be able to understand it. And even the part of my brain said, oh, goodness. Uh, so where were we? Oh, so these pigeons were telling each other a story. And the, the, they were fixated on the stocking cap of, of one of the characters in the story, human who the pigeon was calling Stocking Cap. So the humans, they went out, and, and Stocking Cap had scouted out to try to find the perfect uh, place uh, to have a to have a to have a really nice picnic. So Stocking Cap had found this one place. It was a clearing. It had a beautiful view of the countryside. It was like we had to go through the woods to get there. Not bad, you know, not bad, but. Uh, they went through the woods, so they went up to this picnic site, and they were relaxing in there. And, uh, like, uh, they were enjoying their picnic. They were in love. Uh, I think that was part of it was, like, uh, I don't know, like, it was just part of, the, like, something what a stocking cap wanted to do for the other character who wore their hair in a bun, like, not a bun, what do you call it when the buns are on the side of your head? But this, that's how this character wore their hair. I don't know what that's called. I always think of Princess Leia, which is weird because that's not intentional that I was just talking about Poe Dameron. But anyway, this character wore their hair in a bun on the side of their head. And so they were there. They were enjoying the picnic. They were kissing occasionally. They had their shoes off and, you know, they were, you know, they do that thing where you kick back on your elbows and look at the sky and you sigh and you laugh and you nap, all that stuff. Uh, and they, they, uh, they, 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 you know, they were just enjoying themselves and then they kind of got bored and they were looking at the clouds and, uh. Old stocking cap took off their stocking cap and, you know, because it probably got warm, you'd think. But uh, they said, uh, what do you think that cloud looks like, uh, my dear? And, uh, uh, but old bun hair, that's what, it, like, I'll call the other character. This is what the pigeon said. You'd say, Scoots, this is, uh, and I said, well, we're, you know, this is a layer of the story. I'm only trying to translate what the pigeons were talking about and what I was able to, you know, surmise. Also, every once in a while, like somebody would come out and they'd, you know, get it, you know, they'd sit, they'd say, what are you doing? Waiting for them to fix. You know how many people think that's a funny joke uh, that shop at Kmart, you know, could be shopping at anywhere, but just this happened to be Kmart shoppers. Uh, they would come out of Kmart they would sit down. This is like all like uh, like of all the diversity of Kmart's customers. Almost all of them, except for little kids. Uh, when I say little, I mean like two or three. But even like kids older than that to very older adults and cross cultural. About every forty minutes, someone would sit down next to me, and they'd say, "What are you doing? Just waiting for them to fix the carousel." you know, in in their own voice or their own intonation and with their own punchline. What are you doing? Waiting for them to fix the carousel? What, what are you doing waiting for them to fix, you know, hardy, and I say hardy, har, har. But I wasn't really, it didn't really bother me because I was listening in on the pigeons. But it was also distracting. So some, you know, like I'd say, 
Because occasionally someone would sit and they'd say, what time's the bus come or something? And I'd say, hardy, har, har. And then they'd say, my word. And then they'd walk off. Uh, uh, so, uh, so anyway, uh, like, so I'm listening to the pigeons. They're telling the story, a summary. A couple went on a picnic. A couple went, on, went to, for a picnic. You think that's <laughs> They lived in a pink farmhouse, uh, and that's all that's happened so far. Perfect picnic spot up on a hill, through the woods, beautiful view of the countryside. And, you know, they got to the point where they had, like, uh, you know, they, they were looking for some entertainment because, or I don't know, Something because the, the the picnic part had petered out and they'd already napped and kissed and, and you know that's you know this is an open hilly picnic spot so not much you know, other than like kissing. But so the the uh, old stocking cap said, "Hey, look up at the sky and tell me what you see in the clouds." Uh, and Bunhair would say, "Oh, that you know." That looks like a puppy dog. And, and then they say, okay, tell me more about the puppy dog. Does it have, uh, is it one of those dogs with long legs or short legs? It kind of go, they'd go through like that. Uh, and the, so this is the first time it happened because there's only one time where it had the total, like it had a smaller element of surprise after the first time. And Bunhair did hear something, but uh, Stocking Cap said, keep an eye on that cloud. Tell me what you see. But eventually Bunhair, like after describing this first dog that Bunhair saw in the clouds, looked over and uh, within the stocking cap, uh, stocking cap was making a animal balloon. Or is that what you call them? A balloon animal. Animal balloon, balloon animal. And uh, then would give it to them. And then they did this like four or five times. Uh, and it got pretty competitive, like... Uh, because they were, you know, in a relationship, so they were having fun. Like uh, Bunhair would say, that looks like a, a like a, a Schlovlan Fleeteranen. And uh, Stagging Cap said, did you say a Schlovlan Fleeteranen or a Schlovlan Fluterflauden? And then, you know, they would laugh and then say, okay, well, it has, uh, has feathers, uh, now, a little thing about balloon animals, like there, you do ask leading questions. I've studied enough balloon animal, balloon animal artists, uh, in in this situation to where they ask, "Oh, did it have a long, thin tail or a long, thin nose?" You see, there's really no, and you could say neither. You say, "Okay, did it have like a little round little nose or a little round little tail?" Uh, Cause, so that way you, in, in probably you ask like other questions based on, I don't know how they choose the balloons or anything, but anyway, they went back and forth like that and kept making balloon animals. So they were surrounded with five or six balloon animals and then they were delighted. Then they were, I mean, they were talking about like staying power. I mean, then they were playing with the balloon animals, like, like they, that they were toys. And this is when they were fully enthralled. And you could see why pigeons would like this story. This was another time we stopped paying attention, but I think there was even a story within the story about what they were playing, like with the fruit or flat and fruit or loud in, and, uh, you know, whatever the dog, the, the dog and, you know, that they were friends. Oh, do you want, this is how, like this, is how, oh, do you want to come out and play? Sure. I'd love to come play. Oh, what do you want to play? Uh, let's play dancing dance. Okay, let's play dancing dance. Oh, can we play twirly time now? So something like that, because again, someone really goofed at me that time. They said, oh, I'm just sitting here, eh? And they say, just sitting here trying not to talk to anybody that tries to talk to me while I'm sitting here in my head. And they said, oh, not a talker, are you? And they said, well, what do you got to point that out for? Again, in my head. Uh, and they said, well, I'm one to point it out. Yes, sir. I say, holy cow. Is this like a version of bench-splaining? Like, are you bench-splaining me? 
And then, but they took me on such a long ride, and then they still came back at the end with, uh, uh, waiting for, you know, what are you waiting for? Like, they tricked me into answering. I said, nothing. And they said, oh, did you give up on the carousel getting repaired? I don't know, something like that. It was better of a burn. And I said, I just give, like, I said, what are you, like, 86 years old? And you just tricked, you just gave me a seven-minute buildup, uh, to a car- carousel repair punchline. Okay, so the couple's having the picnic. They're playing with these balloon animals. Oh, boy, how wonderful could it possibly get? Uh, even more wonderful, I'll tell you. It could have gotten more wonderful because old, uh, they had made a deal. Old stocking cap said to Bunhair, hey, why don't you get dinner ready? Like, just trust me, then we'll d- dinner will be ready. And we could do the dishes first, uh, so that, you know, like, talk about nice, like, isn't that one of the best things you never think to do? Like, when you go out for something, they say, I gotta make dinner, Ugh. Or even if you say, well, just to figure, you know, they couldn't just order dinner out, you know, they lived in the countryside. So they had dinner prepared, waiting at home for them, so it could have got better, because then... They could go home, I mean, like, uh, see, I'm trying to uh, put, make this, you know, for everybody, but uh, in any order, you know, they could go home, they could, if if this uh, picnic rekindled or kindled any romance type stuff, uh, you know what I'm saying? Because they said, well, now we're in the privacy of our own farmhouse, uh, uh, like, uh Let's have our dinner or and eat it too or whatever. I'm gonna, you know, you know, and then the, like there's dessert. They had desserts, so it was really like a well thought out. And I think the pigeons like admired that in the human. If it was a pigeon based story, they'd they would have found a hole in it or something, or they would have said, I don't know. But in this sense, even I think hopefully all of us are enjoying it just like the pigeons who are saying, wow, this is really going good, eh? And there was even, I think this was, I'm not sure what stage this was. Uh, It could have been an early romance, you know, relationship, uh, or it could have been a long-term relationship of discovery. Because at one point, Bunhare said, I didn't even know you were a balloon sculptor. And, you know, then they said, well, there's many more things, you know, I'd like to know, you know, like, so, so it was like that kind of thing, too. But so there they were, of course, uh, sculpted, playing with sculpted balloons or formed balloons or twisted balloons, however you want to say it. Uh, when who could come across the clearing? But, you know, I don't know what these kind of hats are called. Like, a, like they're hats made of, like... Uh, like like leaves, uh, but they're not. They don't look like leaves. Like you see them on, uh, I don't know. Like it's a what is that called? I don't know. Like not a rattan hat, but maybe it was a rattan hat. I don't, I don't think they have those. But it was this person in, in some sort of hat, you know, like made of uh, some sort of leaf-like material. But it didn't look like it was made of leaves. It looked like it was like a woven hat or, you know what I'm saying. I just can't think of the word, uh, you know, a hat, you know, f- fancy hat, but like a, a hat that conveyed authority that probably cost money or time to create. And they came across uh, the field slowly. And the couple didn't really notice him at first, but then... Like, the person was wearing, like, a cloak, uh, and out of their cloak dashed a cat, and the cat kind of jumped on one of the balloons that had blown off the picnic blanket. And it popped, uh, and then, you know, of course, broke the mood, and then the cat popped to the other ones, and then they said, what is your cat? Uh, It's popping our balloons. Uh, And they said, it's probably not good for it uh, and this person in the cab said, you're trespassing. And they said, trespassing where? And they said, you're trespassing on the land of uh, your graces. Uh, 
And they said, your graces, that's beyond the, the next set of hills, uh, the castle. And they said, this is their, their leisure lands. Uh, you're trespassing on their leisure lands where they come for leisure. And they'll be coming today or this evening for leisure. And you've uh, ruined their leisure by being here. And, you know, they went back and forth. Uh, and the pigeons, you know, they had an opinion about this. They said, what it like, who do these, who do these, uh, graces think they are and uh, the 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 person said uh, why well, well, I work for them you know I, I'm uh, I'm the authority figure and they said well, well I guess we'll go home then uh, you know but uh wasn't very nice your cat to pop our balloons uh and then the the authority figure said balloons balloons uh what is a balloon and they looked at each other, but balloons weren't really common knowledge back then because you had to make them. Well, you don't want to know how they did it back in the days when there was castles. With you know, you just trust me, they're balloons. And so they weren't really well known because you had to be mostly you'd, you'd find balloons on farms uh, or with people with a lot. You know, you know, no, it just kept moving on. So... Uh, they're just made from natural stuff. Uh, I mean, I don't know why I'm like, uh, this is a gift from nature and never use, never wasteful. Uh, there you go. So they said, like, they said, okay, well, anyway, we got to get going here because, uh, and they see you're going nowhere. And they see we're going home. We actually have dinner prepped and we had a lovely day. And I'm so sure you did. I'm sure you had a day of leisure. On the leisure lands, but that's uh, outlawed. This isn't your land to leisure on. And the graces are a particularly foul, you know, mood this year and last this decade. And when they learn of this, uh, you know, they're going to expect it to be recompensated, you know, whatever, you know, the, like for their loss of leisure. And then they said, Bunhair said, there's no, leisure is not a zero-sum thing. He said, there's enough leisure to go around. And then the authority figure said, well, one of you is going to have to prove that fact to the monarchs. And this is like the kind of tale, you know, you know what happens in these tales. You know, it's a bedtime story, but, you know, things went too far. And they said, well, one of you is going to have to... Uh, Entertain, you know, maybe put the graces in a good mood, and one of you isn't, and and it kind of got a, like uh, this or authority figure was really harshing their mellow, so they were they had strong feelings about it. So Bunhair, you know, of course, she brought out the C U R S E, like both in her language, but also she said, "We're no mere farmers. Uh, we're you know we're 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 amateur entertainers and uh, magic. You know I'm a magic user, uh, and you know by the power of these balloons, you know I like make sure that uh, your graces never enjoy anything ever again, balloon related." Uh, uh, well, well, like, but for, for, you know, till then, you know, and then, and then the authority figure said, well, I'm also a magic user and, you know, I work for the graces, uh, you know, keeping their leisure lands and their non-leisure lands in order. And, you know, I, I'm authorized, uh, to tell, you know, to, to enforce those rules, uh, you know, to, to, to what serves their graces to the best of my abilities, uh, and blah blah. You know, this was like this, like this was the conflict that pigeons really enjoyed, and they were acting it out and stuff. Uh, but eventually, the authority figure said, "Okay, well, you already got your curse in, but by the way." Uh, the rest of this is just going to, you know, I got, we got, uh, you know, our, everybody that works for the, the graces around here. I just have to blow my whistle or raise my voice and they'll come running. So why don't you come along? And then they said, like said, okay, basically here's what I've decided is that, uh, 
you with the, the, the bun hair, you're going to have to live up in the great tower here in the, de- the deepest of the woods, uh, where like the heart of the leisure land and overlook the leisure land. And now, now, holy moly, is was this heart of the woods? You'd figure, okay, you know, not a lot of natural light, kind of gloomy. No, no, no. But if someone said, I'm going to take you to the leisure lands, you might say, eh. But if you saw a picture of it, you'd say, holy moly. It was like a palatial estate. But also had this giant tower. Now, the giant tower mostly served uh, as a beacon uh, and a lookout uh, and whatever. So they said, you're going to be up in the tower and you'll be able to look down at all the leisure going on and see, you know, in all directions. And if anything comes, you're supposed to let us know. If anything comes and you let us know, we'll let you out of leisure. You know, you'll be able to de-leisure. Otherwise, you're going to have to stay up there until, uh, you know, you manage to, uh, your, your uh, partner here, old uh, stocking cap, manages uh, to undo to find a way to break whatever you did and find a way to make them enjoy balloons. And they said, oh boy, have you got us. Uh, and so they went in and they sent uh, Bunhair all the way up to the top of the tower. And your Bunhair actually said, well, I hope we get invaded and then I can tell you about the invasion and we I get out and then, you know, the invasion still happens. uh and would think about that every day. Now, old stocking cap got, you know, signed to uh, the throne room, uh, which overlooked the pool, and uh, there's like a natural spring pools and a lot of cool stuff. Uh, and the graces were there. They were younger monarchs, uh, and... Uh, they found that they, uh, another part of the curse, uh, that, that didn't really get attention because I wasn't paying attention. Cause again, uh, like uh, at one point I went in and got a gumball from the machine because, uh, it just thought I, I could use a couple of gumballs. But I think another part of the curse was that they were also kind of everyone, or maybe they didn't know this, uh, but they were kind of also caught up in this thing until what they didn't know. I guess everybody but Bunhair and, and uh, Stocking Cap, uh, it was kind of like a groundhog situation where they couldn't enjoy balloons, but they couldn't leave the leisure lands until, they enjoy, like, until the curse was broken. And how do you break a curse uh, that the only way to break it is uh, presumably was either have someone come... And so anyway, like, uh, that's like kind of explains why they didn't just go back to their castle right away. And maybe they weren't gone that long because old stocking cap, uh, started to make balloons, you know, balloon animals. And like, uh, there was also hired storytellers. So they would do the balloons, but nothing did it. The graces are just like, eh, boring. But, all, you know, here's the thing. Old Stocking Cap was very, very smart. And these weren't like, these balloons, they were very high quality. And Old Stocking Cap would even say, well, what, what if one day you do enjoy these balloons? Let's dip them in paraffin or paraffin so that you have them as toys and we'll pile them up somewhere for some day. And... Uh, old, old Stacky have just said, you know, I'm here, man. I'm making balloons. Uh, and at first, first few years, it was just balloon animals. And, uh, at some point, Stacky have said, well, I can't keep this up, even though there became, you know, thousands of balloon animals stacked at the, at the, the extra toy yard, which just happened to be next to the giant tower, of course. Uh, you see where this is going. So there was like a, like that was the original plan. It was like, oh, I can stack up all these balloon animals uh, in the middle of the night. I'll run up, rescue my, uh, my, my sweet, sweet bun hair. 
and we'll get out of there. But eventually, uh, you know, you, you can't, you can only make so many balloon animals in a year before you like, uh, one, it gets repetitive and two, you kind of get, you say, okay, this is exhausting. And so this was a moment in history that doesn't get in. I mean, this, I guess, was a thing, the pigeons, because they think they were like, uh, maybe they saw people coming in out of the, but it I don't know if Kmart had balloons, but FaZe was down the way. Maybe FaZe had balloons. Uh, but they are familiar with them because the birds flying around, you know, they don't live 100% of the time on the top of a broken down carousel. Uh, but this was the time when they invented balloons as we know them because they, they had this whole entourage to keep these two, uh, what do you call them, uh, monarchs entertained. Uh, and so, uh, in a, I guess, like, uh, what's his name, Stocking Cap, uh, was really a collaborator. So he'd say, okay, let's paint some things and... So they started painting balloons. And at first it was like silly faces, and then it was like things from stories and and stuff like that. Uh, but you couldn't really make those out of paraffin and, and put them and pile them up. So, uh, and, you know, the kids, the, the monarchs, they never got into it because it was one, you know, they had a, if you know you're going to have another balloon tomorrow. But two, also the curse. They couldn't couldn't get over the curse, you know. So old, old Stocking Cap said, okay, I don't know, I don't know. And Stocking Cap uh, did figure out one thing. Like eventually some of the travelers or teachers, they said, well, there's, you know, there's balloons and other things and there's these floating balloons. Uh, you know, you put a candle and the balloon will float. And so they went through a period of floating balloons. Now, this gave Stocking Cap an idea of how to communicate finally two-way with Bunhair. Because for the time, Bunhair would drop notes uh, down for Stocking Cap. And Stocking Cap would communicate with gestures and stuff. Uh, but it was really unsatisfactory. Bunhair was writing these you know, deep letters and also saying, we got to get out of here. You know, they just send me up a bucket of oats and a bucket of carrots and, you know, two buckets of water every day. And it's, you know, it's not fun. And also, you know, I'm, I'm you know, a little bit irritated with these monarchs and their balloons. Uh, and so once Stocking Cap and uh, Bunhair could communicate, they started to say, okay, well, how's everybody else feeling? They said, no one likes these monarchs. And they said, okay, let's figure out a way to deal with it. Uh, you know, we're, we're already on a long, we're on a long game, breaking a curse. We kind of trapped ourselves in and got recursed. And they said, where's the authority figure? And they said, the authority figure's waiting uh like, because they don't realize that we're stuck in this day over and over and over again. And so, okay, so they figured out that they could get everybody else. So they got the storytellers and the musicians to start really telling these more action-oriented stories about, uh, like, uh, you know, conflict within lands and that monarchs aren't always monarchs and sometimes, you know, there's, forest beings or, you know, other rulers, all that kind of stuff. Some history, even history, actual history. And meanwhile, uh, uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Stocking Cap was working on grander and grander balloon designs uh, and ones uh, that with a plan uh, because... Uh, not only was uh, Bunhair supposed to be looking out, but there was other lo like levels on the tower, right, uh, where there was guards and stuff keeping an eye on stuff. Uh, and so what uh, eventually like, uh, what they realized was if you did it at night with a candle balloon on a string with a painting on it, uh, you could kind of bring it up in front of one of the lookouts, uh, and, like, show them a scene that they would think is happening in the distance. Uh, and they were able to perfect this by testing it out with uh, 
with bun hair because it, at first it was like bun hair's like no 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 I can see the signs of the balloons like uh, change the color or oh this only works on nights you know with full you know not on a full moon night so you know three quarters or less so they started to get this idea that uh, yeah like uh, there's a forces amassing outside of the the woods uh and like they start to get warnings, they're like, okay, they're getting close. They're slowly moving in, uh, and uh, the you know the monarchs started to get worried. They said, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And uh, the 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 uh, the the blah, 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 was his uh, stocking cap said, okay, why? Well, what if I could do something? Uh, and they said, what would you do? And the like authority figure was there because the authority figure was also concerned because the authority figure really had no way because again there was this fog of delusion down there a little bit too. Stacking cap laid everything out. Said okay, so we're under like a dual curse situation. You know, my beloved bun hairs up in the tower, and they're not going to be able to come down until we're free, we've freed you from the curse of never being able to enjoy balloons. But we also know that there's this uh, amassing force uh, out there that your your uh, uh, troops see every single night, uh, and uh, the the like. Stocking cap said, "What if?" Uh, was my 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 dearest bun here is a, a like a powerful magic user. What if we can deal with these troops and the fires and the movement out uh, on the edges of your leisure land? If they all go away, uh, will you free us? Uh, and they said we will, but we like we commit and they said no matter what you'll free us. Uh, yeah, and they say, yeah, but we're still stuck in the curse situation, so it doesn't really matter until you find a balloon that is going to delight us. Uh, uh, like, does it really, really matter at all? And uh, Steinkamp said, don't worry. So, uh, so just rest easy. Like, uh, and then Steinkamp asked for a bunch of other stuff. We want forty percent of the leisure lands from the hill back to our farmlands. Uh, because you like realize they were in a bargaining like it, it was a good position to be in. So then, uh, like, uh, got the message up to Bun here. Okay, we're ready for our plan. Let's implement it. Uh, and every night for a while, for a couple of weeks, Bun here would do all these like loud noises from up top. Uh, and they see, well, what is this bun hair doing? Preparing some spells, and then finally they're going to be ready. Uh, maybe it wasn't a few weeks, because again, I guess the time frame was more. But so, then what they did was they would raise the balloons and they would pop them, uh, and the balloons had a little bit of stuff on there, so it looked like, you know, like a poof. Uh, it would look like a poof, and so then they'd report, well, was something happened with the spell, and it went poof. And they said, oh, good. And they said, okay, it's still going to take a couple more nights, more and more buildup. But eventually all of the troops outside went poof. Uh, and they said, well, you've succeeded in the part of your bargain, so we grant you all those lands and your freedom, but we're still stuck with this curse that you told us about, the double curse. And that's when, uh, not Bonhair, uh, but old stocking cap said, uh, well, those were balloons, because uh, they said, we're so delighted. Oh, that's the part I forgot. Uh, they said, because, uh, again, someone was bothering me with about the, the carousel. They said, two quarters uh, for your thoughts. And I said, for the carousel? And they said, when it's fixed. Uh, but they said, oh, we're so delighted all the armies are gone. And that's when Bun or uh Stacking cap said, well, those were all balloons. They weren't troops at all. So you've been delighted by balloons, uh, my monarchs. Uh, and uh, they said, wow, I guess. And then the curse was instantly broken. Maybe it didn't even need to tell them, which would have probably been better. 
you know, because the monarchs, they did, like, still reinforce property lines. They had agreed on pretty stringently and were ir- kind of irritants uh, to the, the, the couple. But eventually they went back, uh, and Bunhair got to come down from the tower, and they actually got to use their picnic spot. Their re- dinner was ruined, uh, obviously. Someone had, they had sent people to clean their place, so don't worry. They weren't, the monarchs were, you know, rulers, but, you know, annoying rulers, but not the worst. And that was it. They, they went home, they returned to their lives, so they had more land and some leisure land of their own. And uh, the pigeons, they found, the pigeons, and they flew off. Uh, and so then I got out of there. And eventually the carousel was fixed. Uh, and I think that was a disappointment to the pigeons because I never saw those pigeons there again. They realized that they had a nest in the, the V part of the top of the K at Kmart. Uh, so that's, I guess that's a, a story I heard once from a couple of pigeons, uh, like on a carousel. At a, and I guess it was called Monarch Balloons or the Monarchs and the Balloons. Great tale from pigeons to you. Uh, Good night. Thanks, everybody.